0: Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jake, the retro duo. The retro duo, that's how the I'm starting duo, it this a, week. That's,
1: that's a new one. That's a t-shirt. The, origi-
0: the original two. Um, <laughs> joining you this week. Really good job on um, last week's podcast. I watched it as I edited it. And um, I have realized that when I am not on this podcast... Jack turns this in to some sort of love me phoning program or no not love me like what is it was it called? Agony Ant <laughs> Podcast. That's the one I am looking for. I was like, Oh, we're getting a development in this story and I'm quite invested now. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever Jack's on, we're getting a little bit more.
1: You want episode three now of the next
0: installment. Exactly. Well, it's when you two are on again. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what's happened. I think he. Uh, I think um, I'm gonna. Uh, we give him. I could give him advice and say my opinion on it, but I think it's just better to let it run its course and see how it develops over the podcast. But yeah, it's always interesting when he says when the podcast starts and straight away it goes into that. I'm like, this is a very different vibe from when you and me are on, isn't it? <laughs> But anyway, yeah. um, just a bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. Just make sure you follow all our socials at Talking about if you want to see a little bit more of what um, Jack gets up to. He does all the match day tweets, most of the match day tweets. I occasionally come and put the odd one on, but he is, he is the meme master. We have got a Discord available for members. Members um, available at youtube.com slash dexteritybox. You can join the channel and become a member, and then you get an ex... Exclusive podcast called Talking Wednesday Extra, one every month that is available to you along with all the other perks of memberships. And um, yes, I picked the sticker winners. I've contacted the sticker winners. They are going out in the next couple of weeks. So you will get your stickers if you have Fantastic. been contacted. So well done. And uh, thank you for being involved in the podcast this far. Reviews are available and reviews you know if you like this podcast any iteration of it reviews basically help us go up the podcast charts that's why we ask for them being blatantly transparent it's not just oh i like this podcast why do they want a review do they just want to feel good is that why they um read it on the podcast no because the way the tier system works on a podcast is it will get into more people with similar interests as algorithm in the spot in the in the sort of like you know spotify apple Podcasts, that sort of Suggestions. We'll end up in more suggestions the more r- reviews we've got. So please go and leave us a nice review on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those things. They are very helpful. Also, last month, we had Talking Wednesday 100, which launched our redesign of the podcast, and that included a new Talking Wednesday Owl designed by Goose Creative. Now, if you've got a project that could utilize over 20 years of graphic design experience, get in touch with Lee at Goose Creative at Goose underscore creative on Twitter, Goose Creative underscore design on Instagram by email at Design at Outlook.com or by visiting the website GooseCreativeDesign.com. Thanks again, Lee. Now the housekeeping's out of the way, Jake. Let's start it as we always do. How has your week been, mate?
1: Uh... Busy because kids lose things at school and then you then have to figure out how much it costs to replace them. It's been one of them. We've been having the what conversation. she lost? She's lost two jumpers. She lost a shoe. came home without a shoe, which I found eventually. But it's just like, we have to have the conversation now with it. Look after your thing. they off money. And we're trying to turn around. and say, oh, if we do it this way, we can do this. And like, no. If you lose it, find it. But in other good news, I've got a kitchen hob now. I can cook food again. That's not like. You got your cooktops? Yeah, in fact, I finally got it sorted. And annoyingly, when the bloke who came to fit it said, You could have done this yourself. I said, Not according to my own insurance, I couldn't. And do you really want the person with epileptic fits doing electrics? Not really.
0: I mean, it'd be entertaining. But um, other than that, no, it's probably not a great idea, is it? But you can cook now, can you?
1: Yeah, if we can finally get food done and dusted. It's it's good. It's it. You forget how much one piece of equipment you need until you don't have it, and it's odd. Uh, it's like losing an arm. Like you you've lost that part where you can use it because you know you know like if you break your arm or something, and then you've got to do everything with say you're d- not a dominant arm like your left. It's that yeah. level of doing it where you like, oh I'll just go make a fried egg. Can't go make a fried egg. How can I make a fried egg? The sandwich toaster is basically a griddle. Let get the sandwich toaster out and do a fried egg. And do that kind of level of doing stuff. But it been going you've uh, ma-
0: you've managed to mention this for three weeks. I think I'm, I'm, I'm in so three glad weeks. I'm so glad we don't have to talk about your bloody hob anymore. So am I. I'm so happy.
1: I'm <laughs> so happy it's in. Uh but apart from life been good, um had good week just chilling and trying to work things out and this week just mental because it's hard term. How's your week been?
0: Um my week has been I can't I can't just not say busy, can I? No, I was um I was actually quite poorly on the days I was editing the podcast. So it's a good thing I wasn't on this week actually. Because uh, I just came down with something and then ended up having a couple of days off work because it it wrote me off for a little bit. And then I'm sort of built my way back up over the week. I'm just, I'm a. Your a system days.
1: hasn't recovered
0: since what you had that everyone got in the world really. Have yeah. it? No, it's uh, no, it's not fantastic to be honest. Um, but it's, yeah. The the bounce back over the past couple of years health wise, no, it's not it's not been fantastic really. Um but with to be honest though, I had I had all sorts of health things when I was a bit younger as well. So there's all sorts that like I just I just get ill. I never used it. <laughs> like I started becoming bulletproof again at uni. And then I just I sort of hit my twenties and started getting ill. I think it's I had a flu. Um when I was 23, Jack, washout, it's coming for you. Um, and ever since, ever since that, I, I had this terrible, like, good two-week-long flu. And, yeah, ever since then, I've just picked up illnesses a lot easier. I don't know if it's related or it's just getting older. It can be one of those things. But, yes, I had a couple of days planned off this week anyway. So I'm I'm taking it easy this week. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Um, Going to be, I'm, gonna, I'm seeing some friends this week. I'm um, actually being social, which will be nice. Nice. Are you doing anything nice for Valentine's?
1: I don't do the day I detect it.
0: Oh, consumerism, you can't stand for it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I say I oh love you yeah. to my wife every day, so why do I need to say it on one specific day? <laughs>
0: that's true. That's, that's very true. We did go to Aldi, though, and find a... Heart-shaped bread with a camembert in the middle, and we went, "Should we do Ooh. that?" We were "That like, sounds interesting." That, that's Valentine's enough, isn't it? Well, it yeah, it's we, melted. We already had cheese. plans this week anyway, so
1: it's melted cheese. What not to love?
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's um, it's more of an ironic thing for me and so Valentine's. It's like, oh, look at this heart-shaped thing. Shall we get it? Yeah. (laughs) Let's get it. So now we've got heart-shaped Camembert and and I bought heart-shaped donuts and been like, oh, look, look at us being little (laughs) consumers of things. (laughs) When actually we're not doing anything tomorrow because Soph's working, I'll be be doing a bit of at-home stuff. I'll probably be chilling all day and then we're not going to do anything in the evening because it's going to be mad. Apart from, obviously, there's a Wednesday match. Yep. So I might be really, like, romantic in that. And Do, only, do like, you mind
1: if I, turn, if I watch the Wednesday game and just watch this I, happen?
0: Well, I was going to say, I might as well be really romantic and not watch the Wednesday game. But currently, where Wednesday are, that's not going to happen, is it? Not really, so, no. I guess the, the romantic gesture could be, I'm not going to do a dexterity watch for it.
1: True, true.
0: Because I'm currently not at home. So, yes, yeah. I'm not going uh, on the night you're watching this. Because um, if, if you didn't know, obviously, sof works away now. So we spend a lot of time over here. And I'm over here pretty much the, these few days I've got off. Hence, I'm in a different setup there for you. the podcast for audio listeners. But um, I will not be um, partaking... In that, I've just realized I've put Morecambe's fixtures in, not Wednesday's fixtures. And I was like, why are we playing Morecambe three times in a row? That's how tired my brain is today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really want, I originally was going to do a dexterity watch for that. I've got thumbnails and everything, but this space isn't ideal for it, really.
1: It's not ideal. And enjoy spending time with each other. It's like, there's, there's enough games in March for Deck 30 Watchers where yeah, it's true. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, where you'll be fine. And it's that it's that thing when you look at the games that are coming up as well. Yeah, doing a Deck 30 Watch would be great to kind of think, But in, in when you say how busy you are, sometimes just having that time to just chill and not, in a sense, think about doing content, probably good for your brain and mentally.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like I'll still we'll still get comments on this podcast going. Where's the next Sheffield Wednesday career mode? I'm like the light goals, guys. Yeah. I'm a very simple man. You you reach the light goals, I will give you the next video. The light, I don't think the last one's hit it yet. No, it's still not. And I still get comments. on like, community tells, where's the next one? Yeah, I mean, actually, up. that's the, that's doing that's doing really well with views. Maybe I should make another one. To be fair. <laughs> I've been a bit mean with that. It's been two weeks. (laughs) Um, And I've just... Spoiler, I've just signed Raheem. I've
1: got a YouTube
0: channel. (laughs) I've just signed like an aging Raheem Sterling, so we've got to test out if he's any good. So that's going to be quite... That's going to be quite fun. But yeah. Should we um, talk Sheffield Wednesday?
1: Yeah, if we have to.
0: Well, we don't. We can go now. I mean, we're both a bit tired. I think we we have to talk about Fleetwood one more time. I've got a screwdriver. I've just realised I'm just holding a screwdriver. (laughs) I should put that down.
1: That (laughs) meant a thing.
0: If I seem a little bit away with it today, it's because I've had to set up this space. So it's now a temporary space. Um... He's just finding things to fiddle with in his hand. Yeah, I'm borrowing some of... Because Jake's got more gear than sense. I borrowed (laughs) some of Jake's old gear so I can set up a temporary space and not have to cart my entire rig everywhere with me. Only a partial rig so I can sort of fit it in a backpack. Um,
1: Making his life easier.
0: Yes, but then it decided it didn't want to install the drivers straight away. So I was like, why... (laughs) But that's the boring bit. Let's talk about let's let's just talk about Fleetwood and get it out of the way. So we're at yeah. the FA Cup.
1: So this game wasn't anything to write home about. Let's be honest. We we had debut galore. Sean Fuser made his debut, um, and it just it was a game where you could tell we were set up to just get it out of the way and be done. And they had a game plan. They stuck to it, and they did really well. Dotdale was in net uh Dr. Dale even captained the t- side as well, and I will say, Omichara, promised I'm a chairer, or however you say his name, he is a superb player, and he's young, he's one who I would look up very shortly to see where he goes in his career, because he's got a very good career going ahead of him. You had chances. You had Delhi have a chance. You had or oh, trying to get anything, but it just felt like one of those games where we just didn't turn up. And it, it. I think it's the first time you can see Darren Moore going. I still want you to turn up, even if it's a game I'm not fucked about, kind of thing. And you look yeah. at this. You look at the stats. Two shots on target. Eleven shots there with thirteen shots. Two on target. We had a lot of the ball, but just didn't do enough with it. One corner. It's just like. You're trying to figure out how you can go through. And yes, going through in this game would have been good because it would have kept our 22-1 game unbeaten record. And that's I was I was like, that'd be brilliant. But if we're realistically, is a cup run and more games being tacked on to the current um league game we got what we need? No. We need just to carry on and concentrate on the league. And I love A FA Cup run, just not this season of all of them.
0: No, it's it's one of those. It's the argument that you say you keep the momentum going, don't you? Yeah. If you if you keep winning, you keep the momentum going in all competitions. But if you can get it out of the way and then bounce back, that's a different kettle of fish. So for me, it was more of a case of get through it and then look to Ipswich. And if we can bounce back against Ipswich, then you're on to something, aren't you? But let's let's talk about that bounce back in against it, because it did look, Jake, at times like it was going to be, oh, we are just storming on in the league here. Yeah, it didn't end up playing out fully like that. Do you want to talk us through it?
1: So, this game was interesting when you look at where both teams are. Third versus second. We already had the big one, which was last weekend. And I said, I think it was last week, I said if we got four points from the last two league games, I'd be happy with it.
0: I, I said that too. I said that two podcasts ago. This is what I was thinking all along. If we get four points, yeah. we're sorted. You know, it's it, it just didn't end up feeling as good when we actually got the four points and how the... I'm sure you're going to get there, but how they ended up, we ended up with the four points. Yeah,
1: you, you, they start off quite well. We start off a little bit flat-footed, and they get a penalty. Now, at first, first, no one could understand the penalty. Now there've been video posted all over the place. Marvin Johnson's a very lucky lad to stay on that pitch. I understand the player was grabbing him, but he does throw an elbow and throws another one. The player does go down and he does get him in the face. If that seen a little bit better, Marvin Johnson's off and we're in trouble.
0: I'm you surprised really... they didn't check the, uh, check the boards to see the replay and send him off doing that, uh, you know, given You see, you see it's with
1: you, though, their transfer budget on players. We just bought VAR to, like, cripple ourselves. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sorry, uh,
1: So they take the penalty and it's not a really good penalty fair, but Dawson saves it with his legs and gets it away. And that really gives the players a bit of a lift, like to go, right, let wake up, let's get this game going and gone. We do a quick free kick in, uh go to Jock Windass on the wing crosses it in, and it's a delightful little nod over the header. And I was speaking to a Rotherham fan and he was saying, Michael Smith did that all season long when he was at Rotherham. And he's like, why are you not doing those balls into the box all the time for him? He'll eat them up. And it's a good question. Why aren't we? Because he should be on that.
0: We, we It's because... <sighs> we don't necessarily play... We play with wing-backs, not wingers. Yeah. So, a lot of our play goes through the midfield, and it's not that we don't cross, because if you think about the likes of, you know, when we play our wing-backs, our wing-backs do get in and cross, but it's probably not as frequent in a team. I, I, I can't claim to remember exactly how Rotherham set up, but I assume they were probably 4 am I wrong? Yeah, about that, like, yeah. But they use wingers, even if they weren't that formation, so that you're you putting those sort of crosses in the box all the time, but... We necessarily haven't been a crossing team now and it, but, but i would say we're doing it a little bit more now so yeah
1: it and it's like you look at this can we keep going here and the answer to that is yes it's 100 it's a really good ball in by barry bannon and the play before that was superb drop down head back to Byers who's in the right place side puts it in Two 0. you're thinking right just get through this. We're on top. We're here. We're doing a good job. We're getting a lot of chances of ball going forward, and then we give a stupid free kick back from my author. He didn't need to make the tackle at all. He could have kind of stood up, stood on his feet, and. Let's take nothing away from Broadhead free kick, it was an absolutely lovely free kick, there was no way of stopping that. When a free kick kisses the underside of the bar and the keeper still not got there, you know it's a good one. And that kind of woke them up, because for the last like, bit of the 5 minutes of added time we got, they were really buoyant and we were having to like soak up some pressure. So you're thinking at half time, right? Like wake up, but half time they came at us the same. First ten minutes, that just...
0: second half, I don't if know. If you had to use one, if you had to use one word to sum it up, what would it be?
1: Barrage. It was just a barrage of pressure. Yeah, this is, but this is also where I'm glad it was Iorth and Flint at the back. Two big lads who can get rid of it. Because I was watching an It's with podcast and they were saying, we don't have any big players in our yeah. side. And it said they're like giants, those two at the back. And he's not wrong. But when it gets to 2-2, two, two, it's unlucky for buyers because it does come off him and it gone down a David free kick. Uh, but you look at it and trying to get into that game because from that goal going in,
0: we soaked every last little bit of pressure they then our way. Can you be too angry with it? Because it's one of those things no. that like, if you think about the fact that defensively, you can't knock our defense to an extent of soaking up the barrage as we were talking about here, because set pieces, when you get foiled by set pieces, they can go either way. Yeah. You know, and if you're forcing a team, I know it's giving away stupid ones in the case of offer and stuff, but if you're forcing a team to only set piece chances then you're most likely doing something right defensively.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think it was annoying to see you concede two set pieces because we've been very strong this season and that not happening. Oh,
0: don't get me wrong, if it was last season, I'd would be human loved this because it'd be what? the same thing all the time. But no, last no, I mean the set pieces, but it's not really happened this season with the set pieces. Last season, we lose this game with how many yeah. chances they throw at it. And yeah, yeah, completely. I think you've got that
1: thing. Darren Moore changed the mentality at Wednesday. And I don't think it's a formation. I think it's the mentality shift of saying, we dig in and we dig in deep. We don't shrink and shrivel when te- pressure goes the wrong way. Because that's what used to happen. You'd see players just not seeing the right thing. You've got more leaders on that pitch other than Barry Bannon. You've got Windass who's turning into one. You've got Flint. You've got Dawson who's. Let's just say either penalty stop, stopper, Eddie. Really, shot. It's always
0: been a. It's sh- been a, always been a shot stopper. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: but he's great.
1: You look at this game. I think we're all annoyed because we were two nil up, but if we were given two two at the end of the day, we would have taken that.
0: I as we both said, we both said this. We'll take four points. Yeah. You look back on it. From that perspective, you think, oh, is that two points dropped there, really? But I can't be angry with it because we played, we played, you know, the teams in the top three, both of them, in a week. Yep. And we got four points. Obviously, like- six would be perfection. But if you look at it, if you try and remove the course of the game, which you can't really do when you have been critical like we're trying to be, but, like, it's... I can't I can't moan because I'll no. take it because this week if you think about what we've got this week Sheffield Wednesday don't always do this but the the very winnable fixtures it should yeah. be 6 points this week it should be that's not always how it works
1: Yeah it's
0: but uh, it's, if you look at the stats against Ipswich though Jake like it's the first time you're sort of doing some reading and Wednesday weren't on top possession 57% to Ipswich shots 12 to it switch to R8, six of theirs were on target, three of ours were on target. They had six corners to R2. You know, it was yeah. it's the first time you saw reading it and going, oh, that's usually on Wednesday's side, really.
1: And also, you look at the bench, there wasn't much on that bench because we had Lee Gregory, Tontolitis, uh a calf strain, I think it was. Uh, then you also look, we had got Callum Patterson who would have come on and made a massive difference in this game. But yeah. the fact about this bench, though, you, you actually think about this bench and you think he's actually doing something that Wendy's not seen in a long time. He's letting you have a chance.
0: God, like have that. you seen how many – I just love this. I'm just – I'm always just, like, looking at the table and I'm just amazed when I look at it how many points we're actually putting between ourselves and promotion yeah. now. Because we, we're thinking about Plymouth. But if you look below us, we'll get to that in a second, but I'm just looking at it again like – we're doing all the right things. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I finish definitely. your
1: point. It's we had we had the young lad Sean Fuser who was playing versus Fleetwood. We had Shipton. We had Backinson. We had Adeniran. Dotdale, Dale. Delhi Bashiru. There is no attacking players on that thing unless you use Delhi as a striker. And the thing is that you noticed recently Darren's been putting a lot of youngsters on the bench. And I think he'd get into that point where he knows the quads. He didn't get the players he wanted in in January, but he didn't want to get anyone in. I think there's a part of him that said, I've got youth players who's hungry enough to get in my quad, who want this.
0: Yeah, we weren't signing players for players' sake, basically. I've not spoken to you on the podcast since the window no. was shut. We did that big live stream. That was, uh, that was eventful fun. with all the signings we brought in. <laughs> but uh, it was... It was clear to me that Darren only wants to bring in players that buy into what he's wanting to do here. The Hector mm. thing could have very much been down to the fact that Darren Moore didn't, you know, want him, or there was money elsewhere or that sort of thing, or didn't want to take the risk. And I, you, you can't question Darren Moore at the minute. No. Can you really? He, he got a lot of things right when it comes to recruitment
1: and in general. And the thing is... Do you bring in a player for player's sake and then update the art with you bringing a player? But it's in?
0: also I think Nathaniel Mendez lang this time last season. Um yes. By the he, he did a, he had a few months with us, but by the end he was throwing his toys out the pram. Darren Moore probably doesn't want that again. Yeah. And. So. I. If if
1: the youth in that academy that Darren Moore's seen, like one of the players that Aversa Fleet was, was, ah, uh, Emo. I've probably butchered that name like always, but he's physically strong. He's massive, and he's a unit. He's an absolute unit. And if he gets like to the pl- kind of player we think can be, but the players that we're getting in the youth academy now, they're not coming from Premier League academies. They're coming from like these unknown like places that we haven't heard of, but some lower league teams have. We're actually doing this thing where I think they've got more of a chip on their shoulder to show what they can do than coming down from a Premier League academy and going, well, I'm used to this, this and this. You know, like the culture shock.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think it just it's, it's nice to have the general sort of backing of Darren Moore because he's genuinely put himself in a place where you can't question him. Yep, And it's nice to have people scrambling to find something to moan about I think um, it's going to be about players and the likes of Fizz and stuff at the minute because Fizz has got to step up Fizz has yeah. got to step up I saw, I saw, up I saw, I saw Jack tweet I, I saw Jack tweeting on uh, match day about he just looks disinterested when he doesn't start um, I there's been a change in attitude hasn't there for sure yeah
1: yeah and the other thing is, I've noticed recently, Darren Moore does not trust Backinson as much as he first did in the season. And Backinson, out of all the signings we come out, come in, I don't think back. I think Backinson's the one that's not worked.
0: Do you know what? We don't need to feed it. We yeah. don't even need to think about it. Darren can sort it. Yep. Once it starts being a real problem on the pitch, we'll start commenting on it again. But for now, let's not put any negativity into that dressing room shall we exactly because because that's one thing unfortunately that ends up happening in football is things are going really well so you're looking for the negative to to be sorry not the negative specifically but something to improve upon and you end up going down that for the sake of it so i'm not going to do it it's not happening
1: i think the thing is you look at this game at the weekend darren said all the right things in the press conference that we dug in we did what we needed to do, and we got out of dodge. And if that's... Yeah, you're disappointed that you don't win it, but at the same time, you went to somewhere like 29,000, and I think it was the highest attendance they've had all season, and we managed to get out of there and get a point. Yeah. And we're building a
0: Let's gap... As, as we, I am just about to talk about. Yeah, so let's talk about where that leaves us in the table. So the League One table looks like this. Plymouth Argyle go back to the top of the league on 64 points following Wednesday and Ipswich's draw at the weekend. Wednesday, however, do have a game in hand and are only two points. They're, Plymouth are on 64, Wednesday are on 62. Ipswich, same games played as Plymouth. We've got a game in hand on Ipswich. They have 56 points. Yep they are 6 points behind us and we've got a game in hand the only other team below us the nearest one to us that has the same amount of games played as us is derby county on 53 points so technically yeah. derby county could be pushing for like sort of like that top end playoffs now that's what you'd have to consider they're in you know they'd probably even not count you can't count them out really for automatic so we've got to keep putting points on the board cuz that's where it could get dangerous yeah, and
1: don't rule out but, Bolton yeah. either. Could Bolton are just flying at the minute?
0: Yeah, they do have the only reason I I skipped over Bolton there is they've played more in terms yeah. of games of hand. They've played thirty one games and they're on fifty six points. But yeah, there is you know, but it's points on the board, isn't it? That's the that's the yeah. main thing. So so it reads like this: Plymouth first, Wednesday second, Ipswich third, Bolton fourth, Derby County fifth, and Barnsley sixth. Wickham seventh there. Wickham trying to creep into them playoffs, at, only three points behind. Look at Shrewsbury though. Yeah, Shrewsbury. They've again they've got one more game played than Wickham though, so you would consider Wickham in the hot seat for that. But it's quite tight in that going into those playoffs. I'm kind of glad that we're on the upper end of it, that we're not scrapping for the playoffs because it looks rough this year. Mm. We just,
1: we just keep we just need to keep putting points on the board, and that's all that matters for me. Because yeah. right now, three points or even a draw, it helps. It helped build that gap.
0: Yeah. And then here's how the rest of the League One fixtures worked out on the weekend. Lincoln City beat Bristol Rovers 1-0. Burton 1, Exeter City 0. It's switching Wednesday, obviously, 2 all, MK Dons 1, Oxford United 1. Barnsley 2, Cambridge 0. Barnsley picking up a red card in that. Morecambe 1, Forest Green 1. Morecambe Wednesday's next opponent of course drawing at Forest Green is that a good sign for Wednesday Do, given Mo- Morecambe's form if uh, obviously that was at home as well for Morecambe mm. Plymouth 3 Portsmouth 1 there was some trouble there as well wasn't there yep yeah we it's it, 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 it,
1: it, it's a dot it called the dot yard derby though isn't it
0: Peter Brinnell Bolton 5 so as you were saying Bolton definitely kicking on Shrewsbury 3, Port Vale 2. Wickham 3, Derby County 2. Big result, that. Big result. Um, Cheltenham 0, Accrington Stanley 0, and Charlton 1, Fleetwood Town 2. Good week for Fleetwood. Yeah, it's been a good week for Fleetwood. But hopefully we never have to play them again.
1: Yeah, by the time it's not all rosy at Charlton either. Allegedly... Their owner being investigated by the FBI for fraud.
0: Oh. That's fun. Yeah! <laughs> Hector, Hector, you sure you wanna go there? Oh dear. So let's talk about Patterson's injury. Yep. The extent of it, it's looking it's gonna be um, later into the season, isn't it? It's gonna it's gonna be a while, this one. Yeah. Do we know exactly what is done, can you remember?
1: Uh, all, all I've been said is muscle uh, today yeah. got to turned around and said though that there's no surgery needed which is good because that means that it's just working with the physios and rehab if he's only having to work with physios and rehab and no surgery the better uh, Darren turned around and said he's a quick healer and we noticed that a lot actually Paterson when he had got injured he's back quite quickly Yeah, it's just going to take his time and I think Darren Moore making take it time.
0: Big loss for us, do you think?
1: Oh yeah, huge loss because you you miss someone who can play most of those positions, but you'd also miss that person you can get someone off the bench and change a game. If you need someone to just like run at a goalkeeper and have that pressure. Who have we got that can do that now?
0: <sighs> you've got to, you've gotta think of the fact that Sort of Patterson just goes in and does the dirty work as well, doesn't he? Yeah. So you've and got... he play
1: and he plays really well when he plays right wing back, but you're now starting to wonder if playing in right wing back is what's done his legging because he's not used to running that much.
0: I don't I it's it's just I just keep thinking how it's sort of sod's law that we kept hold of him in January and now he's picked up an yeah. injury. It's the Wednesday <laughs> way, isn't it? It is. Especially, especially but, when there was talks of, uh, well, there's a story later about how we actually rejected a bid on transfer deadline day about him as well. So, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate with Patterson. Um,
1: especially with getting a run of games in the team, which is what he's been wanting all season. Do you
0: think, who do you think plays that role then? That sort of, Comes in, breaks it up. Have we got any? It's sort of, you know, you throw somebody on to just it's do Gregory, all the running. Who, it's Gregory, yeah,
1: if would you he's say not Gregory has it? to
0: do it. It's Gregory, because I don't think Wilk can do it.
1: Windach can do it at a pub, but it's Gregory. That's the net person you see who does most of that running, running at players. Apart from Barry Bannon, but you don't want Bannon to do that
0: right now because
1: you don't want him to test everything.
0: Yeah. I think. Obviously, we've been playing him up front a lot. We yeah. have got striking options, so it's not the worst thing. But if he was obviously coming into cover at wing back as well, that is where we're still weak. That is where I'd have loved us to see us actually strengthen in January. Yeah, that wing back position. I, th- because... I still,
1: I still don't get why we didn't get legitimate wing backs in the summer.
0: No. Oh, it, I just really hope that doesn't come to bite us in this last sort of, push Re, of the season. Re James
1: is nearly back, by the sounds of it. He was 50-50 yeah. for the Ipswich game, but you also, again, you don't want to push his body too much. But the thing you got, we went there, we got option. This is why Darren Moore likes having players who can play three or four different positions.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense. You you need you need those utility players in your squad. Yeah. It's, it's sad, though, in a weird way, because it's if it's an injury and it sort of becomes one, you, you kind of think it's less likely that Patterson will stick around at the end of the season because will I we know take will, the risk? because
1: apparently we have open talks with contracts.
0: With him. With like, him specifically? Yeah,
1: with him specifically. Talks are going on.
0: I know contracts talks have opened with a few players. I didn't actually realise that I'd reached to Patterson so all I've been reading about him this week is the injury.
1: No, Patterson talks... Uh, going on? Oh, no uh, Darren even said they won't affect any talks that are going to be happening kind of thing okay. because with the injury
0: Fair enough fair enough yes it might seem like I'm slightly out of the loop that's because for the past couple of days I have been slightly out of the loop and I've had to do a catch up day usually I'm constantly into it but I've I've been doing some stuff the past couple of days basically and it's meant that I've just had to do the document and do everything and all the general conversations we usually have I'm slightly off the speed please forgive me if you've if you've managed to notice throughout this podcast that's slightly why Um, because usually usually I'm not this sort of slow on the uptake but it's we're gonna get through it Jake we'll be fine we'll
1: get through it fine
0: (laughs) Wednesday um, released a statement on the website this week saying the following this is a SWFC and SCC Sheffield Council County Council, joint city council, sorry, not county council. It's joint statement. <laughs> A review at Hillsborough Stadium over concerns about crowd movements has concluded, stating that all aspects of safety at the stadium compile fully with the club's safety certificate. Minor recommendations were made relating to the overall matchday experience. The review was commissioned by Sheffield City Council and Sheffield Wednesday Football Club with oversight from the Sports Ground Safety Authority, after concerns were raised relating to the match between Sheffield Wednesday and Newcastle United on Saturday the 7th of January. As part of the review, the group reached out to Newcastle United supporters who attended the fixture liaised with partner agencies, examined matchday records and scrutinised CCTV images. A review of the crowd management procedures implemented by the club on this day, together with revisiting revisiting associated capacity calculations, was also carried out. Councillor Joe Otten, Sheffield City Council, said. Public safety is our priority. We work together with governing bodies and local and our local clubs to make sure everyone who is attending matches is safe. We understand that fans are going to feel concerned if they feel like there is overcrowding. So it is our responsibility to ensure that we don't put people in that position. We take where and where concerns are raised, we take them very seriously. We have carried out a thorough review looking at the evidence. All the evidence available as well as speaking to fans, officials and stewards who were present on the day. We have also reviewed all match day operation plans. Our findings show full compliance at the stadium and no issues relating to the match day operation. Some minor changes have been identified to improve the overall experience. As is normal procedure, we will continue working together, carrying out routine checks and sharing plans and knowledge to make sure everyone on site is safe and has the best experience possible. The concerns raised were also subject to the review by the safety advisory group who agreed the findings. The FA and EFL have also been notified of observations from the fixture with no additional requirements asked of the club or the stadium. Now, we, I'm not going to read the rest of it because it goes on to Liam Dooley basically saying, you know, we've done everything, we did right. everything right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did everything right. We, I, we, I know that was a long read, but we knew this all everybody along.
1: Everybody knew we did everything right. There were Newcastle fans who were coming out on Twitter who said this is not the case.
0: They did it at Leeds, though. Yeah. The thing is, they did it... Oh, sorry, I meant the the certain part of the fan base and the journalism were were doing that, but there were Newcastle fans that said, well, that's just made up in it. Can we just move on sort of thing? So I don't don't get it, really. I don't get what... What Well, I do get it. It clicks. clicks. Yeah,
1: it clicks in paper, but at the same time...
0: Because if you notice those, those journalists aren't now correcting their stories or updating no, their stories...
1: They're not saying... They're not doing a piece that Tehran said, uh, we were in the wrong, sorry,
0: apologies. Because- Do you know why? Because this is what's dangerous with modern journalism. This is the one thing that is dangerous with it because you can just spout something mm. and then if you don't follow it up, which, by the way, is actually... Part of your moral responsibility and ethical responsibility as a journalist to update something if you've got something fundamentally wrong, just ignoring it to suit your own agenda.
1: Yep. And then also blocking people they turn around and say, are you going to change it now?
0: Yep. 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 It's it's a case of they got what they wanted out of it and they presented their own argument and then they didn't actually want to say anything when they were faced with the facts even if but you say also, you still disagree even, you can even say you still disagree with it technically you've just got to update the fact that an, uh, that an investigation that you were calling for happened. to be carried out was carried out and just because you probably don't like the results of that investigation doesn't make it any different to what the facts are
1: yeah it's it just interesting even when people were putting out legitimate like claims and what was happening to Jersey, well this isn't what I got. I got this and this is it.
0: Like, well it's not, yeah. but okay. Just, I'm done talking about it. And yeah, I'm same. I'm just I just I just wish they'd take responsibility for it.
1: Yeah, but with we not think, it's, it is, I think it's, you're never gonna see that.
0: I know. But I think it's low. I think it's low given the history of our stadium. -hmm. And given the genuine, you know, the genuine disaster that happened at our stadium, to.
1: It's an easy article to write, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Yeah. It is a slow news week this week, Jake.
1: Oh, it is. It was hard to get through.
0: That's part of of the reason when I'm saying, because I'm like, I'm reading this and I'm like, we don't need these in here. Do you know what, Jake? I'm not going to drag them out. I'm skipping the next two topics because they're nothing pieces. There's nothing to talk about. We don't need a longer podcast. Do you know what I mean? We don't need to say it just for the sake of it. Because I think that's why earlier, and I'm saying this live on the podcast, as you know, that's why I was sort of like questioning certain things with the Patterson injury and stuff like that. That's news. But the rest is just Bluff everything right now is topical. Everything yeah. right now is about how Wednesday are performing. So let's go to the community and let's look ahead. Let's we don't need to worry about all of that. The one thing that I will mention actually is that um, there's gonna be a Howard Webb meeting with the you know, with Wednesday and Barry Bannon.
1: That is happening, isn't it? We're going to meet and just talk about what happened versus Plymouth. Why why are we getting said two different things? Yeah. Basically,
0: Basically. looking into the fact that the scoreboard was used, it has been... There is a massive argument with this because the club are saying it happened and the referees... Was it the Referees Association allegedly saying it hasn't happened? That's not what happened. So... That drama yeah, the, will unfold and we will cover yeah, it all there, as that vi- unfolds. Yeah,
1: there's video evidence showing them looking at the screen as well. I, I, I think it's what you think? If you look at what, how, how we've got to deal with in the space of a couple of weeks, this is probably one that he didn't want to have considering it's in League One talking about VAR. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's <laughs> going to be fun. Welcome back, Howard. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you an easy one. <laughs> Right, going on to the community topics, Maple Leaf writes into the Discord and says, who is the MVP of our season thus far? Many good choices, but for me, it is Liam Palmer. We have needed coverage in the back line this year, and he does it all and has scored some goals. He isn't flashy, he won't make the highlight reels, but he epitomizes our season thus far, grinding it out, hard fought, disciplined victories. MVP. I I can't
1: disagree with that because he's been outstanding. He, he, he's also yeah. shown other players during while doing that 10K he was doing, that they needed to step up with him and step up and be at his level and be because they were, he was going to leave them behind. There's something about what Darren Moore done to Liam Palmer ever since he come into the club. He made him better. Like, there was yeah. a time where we said Liam Palmer couldn't cross. Liam Palmer can cross now.
0: Liam Palmer's sent to a absolute player superb player Jake (laughs) take a drink player yeah you've already done it twice Um, Um, (laughs) I didn't even pull you up but I think I think the way I'm going to look at this is who's the first player on the on the team sheet for you at the minute Palmer It Palmer It Palmer or Dawson at the minute it it has to be Palmer doesn't it because I can't it's weird we're all unanimous with you here but like you would say I'd usually say Bannon But but at the minute, I've seen us win without Bannon. Yeah, you know we. I'm not saying we can't win without Palmer. I'm just saying, in terms of the experience he now brings and the the fact that our defense is where it's at, but he also offers it going forward. Yeah, it's Palmer.
1: Yeah, it is. Palmer what they play where, like you said, he doesn't do... You, you sometimes... It's not a okay, case you forget he's on the field, but it's that whole thing is, you know, oh, that player's going to run back. Oh, Palmer will be back in time to stop it. It's how Jack Hunt was a couple of seasons ago before his leg went. Jack Hunt, <sighs> you knew, could go forward and back
0: and be fine. I feel for him there, because we just I, sort oh, of decided... We just sort of decided that his legs had gone, and now his legs have gone. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? gone. Like like, uh, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> was <yuck>. it was... He <laughs> can still... it can still run. It's just... It's, I think it doesn't help. In fact, he used to be rapid. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's the big difference. Carry I, on, sorry.
1: I, I, th- I think if what they think. Liam Palmer just... But you've also noticed this season, Liam Palmer's been on the line a lot to stop goals going in, and he's just been there when it needed. And I think when he got the captaincy, it doesn't faze him. He takes it as a badge of honour. I'm captain my boyhood club. I'm going out there. Come on. You've seen the difference in sometimes when the team talks with Barry Bannon and Palmer. Bannon's very passionate, but Palmer will be passionate, but like, this is my club. We're doing this this way and we're going to put our day that there. We, they haven't travelled all that way just to see us mess this up. You see that in him, because he's a boyhood fan, and I think it helps.
0: It's massive. It is massive for us. Like, Dawson, Wednesday fan. Palmer, Wednesday fan. Having that part of your team yeah. with their heart in it is huge. Yeah,
1: you it know? helps. It helped building character, well, like, and you can now say with Barry Bannon, Barry Bannon is, is not boy went Wednesday fan, but he's thereabouts with how he passionate. is. You see it with buyers as well, with what they post on Instagram. They oh. have fallen in love with the club.
0: Right, well, let's talk about this before I go on to the next community topic. Darren Moore leads. Leeds.
1: <sighs> I don't think it'll happen.
0: He says that with a little bit of worry in his voice as he says it.
1: I I don't know. I don't, I I can't see it. I just can't see
0: it. I think the worry comes from the fact that it's a case of Darren Moore obviously left Donnie to come to us. Yeah. And that's where some people are slightly worried but Donnie Warner when they left there's been reports but again obviously the star and the examiner and that have followed up on it but the, the there's a, there's a few different rags and I'm I'm talking rags here by the way the same rags we were talking about earlier that's yeah. why I specifically mentioned the other ones before I used that phrase because I wasn't slandering the other ones um that were saying that he could go to Leeds. There was reports. But they were also linking him back with West Brom, weren't they? They were also so, linking him with
1: Hudderfield.
0: Yeah, and Warnock's just gone, gone back. Come back,
1: there. yeah. It, <laughs> this, is, this is the problem when you have a manager who's doing a really good job and he's setting the tone. And it doesn't make any sense for him to go, does no. it? it? I think if he left and it didn't go right, he'd feel like he'd got unfinished business. When he was at Donny, he left when they were on the slide. We're not on a slide. And I think people no. are just seeing the sit going, well, look, he'd, he'd been linked with this. got obviously going to go. Does he really want to go and possibly Nathan Jones it? At, that's a phrase now. Wow. Nathan Jones it at Southampton.
0: He's also been back to bring out bringing his type of player and his ideology into the, into the squad. Hmm. And yes, don't get me wrong, he was faced with quite a task, but he was backed and yes. when money was available, he was then given it. He's not been given a lot of money because of the situation we're in. But I think the relationship with the chairman is going to help. I think the, the fact that this is his team, this is Darren Moore's team, yeah, right? You, you can see it happening. And the, the promise of potentially a Sheffield Wednesday in the championship with the Darren Moore foundation team With money being able to add additions to it to give it a go in the championship, quite promising. That's that's got to be quite appealing to him rather than a team that you don't know if you're going to get relegated and then fire sale and all the negativity and people wanting to leave. Whereas if you get promoted with a Wednesday, you're in the same league and you've got a team that want to the people want to be here for a team on the up and not just for the money. So, also.
1: would you want to negotiate with Chan Siri on the compensation package he would want for Darren Moore?
0: No. No, it's not <laughs> happening, is it? It's not happening. No. Speaking of Darren Moore, Bob123 writes in and says, does Darren Moore have the capability to take us up to the prem and keep us up there? And will he want to stick around that long? So it's quite interesting that we've just been talking about this and uh, Bob wrote in and asked about I, this.
1: I feel I like think- he's the manager that wants to build a project.
0: I will say Jack has said all along that he thinks he's going to be the man that takes us back. There. Yeah, yeah, I think with the right players, he's a he's a man he's a man manager. So if you get the right players, if he's got the right players in front of him, I can tell you, will motivate him. Yeah, definitely. So it could happen. Um, will he want to stick around that long? It all depends on how quickly he can do it. If you think about the solid rebuild job he's done, he's took one season. The problem will be this season, right? If we don't get promoted again, that's mm. a sticking point. Right, because obviously it's nothing's nailed on at the minute. That will be a sticking point. But he had the relegate. He came into us when we were pretty much already down. He could yep. have obviously kept us up if it weren't miracles. But the club was rotten at that point. Had that season last season. Very nearly got us promoted through the playoffs. Yep. Very strong finish to the season, if you remember as well. Like sort of like we started um, solidifying. I might be making that up but for some reason I just remember us going on a run was it a was it a late it season was, run It was a late season run where we just managed to pick points up Yeah because we cemented I remember we cemented our place in the playoffs by the, towards yeah. the end rather than just scrapping that, for it That last game against Pompey we were pretty much there we just we just want a goal different to see who we would play Yeah exactly um but yeah I think we just We'll wait and see with it. Let's focus on getting out of this league first, day, eh, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> but it would be an interesting thing to revisit down the line, that. Right, Wednesday playing Morecambe at the weekend. No, 21st we're not. in
1: league. On, playing them on Tuesday.
0: Playing them on Tuesday. Playing them tonight. Playing them tonight. Yeah, tonight. Yes. So, MK, do you know when I've got a weekend where I'm not going to any football? Yeah. My head just goes. Right, I've got a whole <laughs> week where I'm not going to any football and my head's just gone with it all. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday are playing Morecambe who are in 21st and then MK Dons who are in 20th. Let's not talk about the record, shall we, like we usually do. Let's break, pre- break tradition, and, uh, pre- tradition and just say <laughs> this needs to be six points, Sheffield Wednesday.
1: Yep, that's it. It needs to be six points. Get them both over the line and move on to the next two games after that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, is it you and me next week? Uh, I believe it, it is, is. isn't it. Yes, it is. We will pick apart all of that next week because because next week there's going to be a lot to talk about because there's going to be a very different situation for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, there's going to be. We could be. We could be in trouble, or we could find ourselves in quite a nice cushion. But it's all yep. going to depend on how the teams do around us as well. But if we f- focus on getting those six points. What's your prediction? What we've
1: got to do is what Darren Moss said all season we concentrate on one game at a time and we don't look at people around us. Last season, we did that too much. You could tell up until the January period where we went on that little run, we weren't looking at who was around us and we just went for it.
0: Yeah. What's your prediction?
1: Uh, 2 0 win versus Morecambe, 2 1 win versus MK Dons.
0: I'm gonna go three one Morecambe um, for Wednesday, and I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna have as a two one on MK as well. Yeah, I just want if we can get more goals up, the better. Yeah, but then again, why why am I saying one? We're quite hard to. We don't really concede that much, but maybe we maybe we're a bit shaky at the minute. Mm. Also, after, after it switch, maybe it promotes a wobble. But as long as the wobble doesn't mean losses, I'll take it.
1: Also, let's just remember who NK Donza got tonight. They got
0: Bolton. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if they get battered by Bolton, that might put a bit of fire in their belly for the weekend, mightn't it? We'll see. We will see. But yes, hopefully there's a lot more to talk about next week. But as always, we the, show, uh, the Talking Wednesday podcast will... Hit the airwaves every week so we can come and chat to you, but that is all I have got this week, Jake. <laughs> have you got anything to add, my friend? I have got anything to add at all this week. Good. <laughs> Should we go have some food or something? Because I don't know yeah. what it is. There's something in the air today. Yeah, but that was I a, think it that was the sunshine came
1: out and we're all not used to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and the fact that I've been, I have driven for four and a half hours today. That might have something to do with it. It sounds
1: like you need a nap more than food.
0: <laughs> I do, but I've got to go and drive now as well. So, oh yeah, that'll you're be a laugh. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just just hearing our general chat and woes at the minute. I hope you all <laughs> have a lovely time. Um, if you if you enjoy the consumerism day, of Valentine's Day, enjoy it. If not, it's just another day. Yep. Wow. I sound full of love and life, don't I? <laughs> That's been it for episode 104 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care, and we'll see you in the next one.
1: See ya.